Welcome to this week's episode. I am Specialist Garrett Dacko with 11th Corps Signal Brigade. And I am Samantha Farlow with the Garrison Public Affairs Office. And I am Corporal Kyra Pearl with 11th Corps Signal Brigade. And this is Fort Hood's Great Big Podcast. And welcome back, sitting there. Oh, you're not Samantha. Yeah, I'm not Samantha. Okay, it threw me off the yeah. no hair. And, yeah, Dave yeah. Larson. Hey, I used to be on this show as a regular once upon a time. That's right, you be, used before to. Before your time. Yes. Not a lot of things are before your time. Anyway. A lot uh, of things Samantha are. is actually where she's in a dentist chair. So, mm. you know, having a great time, I am sure. Oh, I bet. Yeah, maybe you'll hear all about it later in the show. I can't wait. You gotta ask her. I will. All right, but <laughs> we we do have someone else in the studio, uh, and it is Brigadier General David Doyle, Commanding General of the Joint Readiness Training Center and Fort Polk. Sir, th- thank you so much for coming by. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you. But okay, it's one of these. This is kind of different. Why is Fort Polk here at Fort Hood? And. Uh, it's all about, uh, if I get this right, winning the fight for talent. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. I had the opportunity to speak with the Corps Commander, General White, at some of our sessions. And he was pretty emphatic that he wanted his personnel to learn a little bit about the combat training centers. And not just the National Training Center, but mm-hmm. the Joint Readiness Training Center. So he was very kind to invite us to come on this trip. This is our first trip in 2022. Right. Awesome. We've done 12 of uh, these type visits to different installations around the Army to talk about the Combat Training Center and the Joint Radius Training Center mission, uh, but we're excited to kick off 2022 here at the Great Place. Right. 12 already? And you got more to go, right? We do. We have a full schedule coming up for the next calendar year. We're going to different locations where some of the centers of excellence are. Mm-hmm. We'll go to some units, and we'll spend some time with different uh, demographics and populations that we want to share our story with. Okay. We have a lot of listeners that are not necessarily in the Army. Uh, thank you for not using acronyms, sir. Uh, <laughs> but really, the mission, uh, tell us a little bit about the mission at the Joint Readiness Training Center. Yeah, and thanks, why is it so important? Thanks for the opportunity. You know, General McConville, the Chief of Staff of the Army, tells his audiences, we have an Army to fight and win our nation's wars. That's why we exist. And in order to do that, we've got to be prepared or any type of operation in any type of environment. So at the Joint Readiness Training Center, we predominantly train infantry brigade combat teams in large-scale combat operations so that if they're called upon to go forward and deploy, uh, they can use combined arms tools to, to do just what General McConville said, to fight and win. Sure. So the Joint Readiness Training Center at Fort Polk affords us that opportunity as a uh, location very similar to the National Training Center at Fort Irwin. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was able to sit in at the 9 a.m. session this morning where you had uh, many junior officers in the conference room here in the three corps headquarters. And uh, here's what Major uh, Jonathan Austin from the 3rd Cavalry Regiment had to say about uh, his reaction to the, uh, to the briefing. Motivating people, motivating troopers and officers to come to OCTs at CTC rotation is one of the most important things we can do. People that have experience working through key development jobs and, and combat situations need to 
send the things that they learn and transfer the things they learn to people that are coming through the same training environments. Doing talent campaigns like this is how we pull that kind of knowledge into our CTC rotations. Is it intriguing to you now that you sat through the briefing? It was intriguing to me before I came here. I kind of, kind of knew I wanted to do it. And, um, uh, you know, the big, the big piece for me, really, one of the things I would pull out of this was the educational benefits for my kids going to Fort Polk. Okay. Well, there you go. I think you got a buyer, sir. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might have one more, but uh, I want to know a little bit more about um, what he was saying, those educational opportunities for his kids. What is Fort Fort Polk like and what kind of opportunities um, are available to families or anyone that's that's moving there? Yeah, I think his description is very accurate. We we have a professionally vibrant community where military professionals practice their tradecraft and they get good at doing that which they're going to be called upon to do to fight and win. But in order for them to be successful, they have to have a good foundation with their families. They have to have a good uh, frame of quality of life, they have to have a location where they feel secure and confident that things are going to be handled for them uh, while they're doing their very difficult jobs. So what he mentioned was the education opportunities that are available at the installation. It's one of our quality of life initiatives. Mm -hmm. And what we've been able to do through some very diligent work with the Army G9, uh, with some of the agencies that are providing support from the headquarters of the Department of the Army, is work funding in coordination with local parishes, we have parishes rather than counties in Louisiana, mm-hmm. right. to ensure that our school systems provide excellent care for our military uh, children. In fact, uh, at Fort Polk, the Vernon Parish schools are ranked number four in all of the United States Army in testing scores for reading, for math, and for science. And we're number three in placement from high school into college in, in the entire United States Army. So other installations on uh, the in the Department of the Army are doing great things, and we're one of those as well. And I think that's something that doesn't often get discussed, and I'm very happy to be able to share that with your listeners and w- with the individual who was at the briefing. Quality of life installation. You mentioned in the briefing there was, there's, there's only five? There's four. Or four. Fort Hood's one of them. Okay. Uh, Fort Hood receives special money to help work on quality of life initiatives. And the other three are Fort Polk uh, in Louisiana, Fort mm-hmm. Wainwright in Alaska, and Fort Irwin in California. And why is that? So the, the chief of staff of the Army, the secretary of the Army, and the sergeant major of the Army realize that these places provide crucial missions to the United States Army. You can't fight a war. You can't win a war without having Fort Hood be profitable and successful. So they are apportioning money out of the Department of the Army's budget to enhance certain aspects of what you would find on any normal installation. Mm -hmm. At Fort Polk, we're focusing on spouse employment. We're focusing on education. We're focusing on access to health care. We really spend a lot of time, energy, and effort on our family, morale, welfare, and recreation. And then we also have some infrastructure uh, that we're working on that deals with, you know, barracks, housing, uh, and some of the tools that we need to be able to support the mission. So those are quality of life initiatives. That's how we've defined it at Fort Polk. It's similar at Fort Wainwright, similar here at Fort Hood, and I think also similar at Fort Irwin. Okay. You you mentioned a couple of times now the National Training Center, Fort Irwin, California. Uh, I retired out of the 1st Cavalry Division and spent a lot of time in the sandbox. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but can you kind of give me a, a feel for 
the difference between the Joint Readiness Training Center and what's offered at the National Training Center. Well, first, I'd like to say that there's an awful lot of similarities. Uh, my good friend out there, who's the commanding general, uh, Kurt Taylor, Brigadier General Kurt Taylor, has taken the same approach to training our leaders to fight and win. And it's largely because General Garrett, the forces command commander, has said this has to be the place where we get gold standard, high quality collective training. The Secretary of the Army, the Chief Staff of the Army, uh, and the Sergeant Major of the Army told the rest of the Army to train at platoon level company level at the max uh, in order to then find time for other things that we need to do uh, with our personnel and our people first initiatives and then told the training centers hey when units show up you're responsible to make sure their collective training is first class sure so we, we take the mindset of producing kind of a crucible experience where units come and do a lot of stress where they have to work on integrating warfighting functions. They have to make their intelligence system work with their fire system, work with their sustainment system. And then we put the leaders under an awful lot of stress through ambiguity, uncertainty, and time pressure. And so you get a leadership laboratory where, where people can try things out. So that's very similar to the National Training Center. It's very similar to the Joint Readiness Training Center. If I was going to define differences, obviously the terrain is one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you have the tyranny of... Oh, yeah. Tyranny of distance at, in Fort Irwin, California, you're talking long, long movements. Right. And so that stresses out your sustainment systems and some of your intelligence uh, warfighting functions. But it also is just an endurance factor. Can, sure. your, can your vehicles make it as far as they need to go to get to the objective? Right. Whereas if you're, you've got a rucksack on your back and you're walking through right. the woods in Louisiana, you're, you're talking about grid squares rather than you know, tens, twenties, or thirties of kilometers. So it's right. a little bit different. Um, terrain that causes the scope uh, to change. I think that would be a a substantial difference. The only other real difference is uh, the Forces Command Directive has really oriented armored units to be predominantly trained at the National Training Center and the the infantry brigade combat teams to come to Joint Range Training Center, although we do some uh, training where we bring elements of light forces out to Fort Irwin and we bring some heavy forces to Fort Polk. So you're at Fort Hood, and Fort Hood is is a armored post. It is. Let's face it. Um, talk about career enhancements for a, a armor officer or an armor NCO to go to JRTC. Yeah, there are some fantastic opportunities. So first of all, we have some tenant units that live on Fort Polk that aren't associated with the Combat Training Center, and one of those is 3rd Brigade, 10th Mountain Division, and they have a cavalry squadron that employs armor officers gives them wonderful training in cavalry operations. So sure. uh, that that has NCO positions, uh, warrant officer positions, and, and trooper positions. And then we have a task force that's predominantly armor uh, that works on making sure integration of all uh, mechanized, motorized, and armor capabilities are part of the BCT construct. So we've got about 54 of the 19 series officers enlisted in warrants that work at the ops group for that specific task force. Right. One of the coolest things about when I was at NTC and being a public affairs guy, right, they would push me forward and I got to be with the op for the opposing force. Right. Uh, and wait for the ambush to come, right? And here comes the cav tanks and here we are. Um, how cool is that to be part of or explain a little bit what the opposing force does and because that that's probably one of your main missions if you're they're working for you on Fort Polk, right? That's exactly correct. So we, we have 1st of the 509th. It's a parachute infantry battalion. So they are 
paratroopers, but they're also uh, responsible to replicate the threat that might come from any one of our potential adversaries. Mm. And so they have to have capabilities that include use of armored systems. And so we've got paratroopers who are 19 series who drive tanks on the battlefield to to aggress against the brigade combat team. So one day they're jumping out of a C-130. The next day they're in a T-90 tank uh, (laughs) going up the maneuver box to aggress against the brigade combat team. So there's some great 19 series positions there. But that world-class op four gives us the credibility to use the right doctrine to stress our brigade combat teams. It gives us the right capabilities uh, from all the domains, whether it's cyber, space, uh, ground or air. Uh, so we don't neglect any component of what we expect to see on the modern battlefield. Wow. Garrett. Well, sir, thank you. Um, I definitely want to try that off for, that <laughs> right. sounds fun. That sounds, a, I wish I was a 19 series. I want to, they're pretty devious. They're pretty devious. <laughs> well, uh, any final thoughts, sir? Well, I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you and your audience. This has been a wonderful chance to come to Fort hood my first time on the installation, and this is truly the great place. It's thought a, we weren't going to mention that. No, that's okay. <laughs> I could admit to that after 20, 28 years. But, uh, you know, one of the things the Joint Readiness Training Center does for our Army is help us integrate with international partners as well. So we have trained with uh, Indonesian forces, Thai forces. We have British forces that have come through. A very polite Canadian battalion came and did phenomenal uh, work with our 82nd Airborne Division. And each one of those iterations gives us more credibility with our partners. And so it's somewhat of a strategic role that the Joint Readiness Training Center plays uh, with the United States Army. And then, you know, really, we are trying to hire talent. We're trying to bring people into the installation to provide great leadership for our soldiers. We're trying to make a difference for our community. And if you want to have some more information, you want to learn about Fort Polk, you know, I encourage anybody to go to our website at HTTPS, uh, home dot army dot mill forward slash polk and if you go to that site there's a one um, link that'll take you to the leaders wanted and it has a variety of video clips it's got some information about our units and it's got some uh, no kidding job requisitions that we're trying right. to fill so if you're interested please take a look all right for any uh you know young ncos or officers or even family members of those uh aforementioned uh, check out that website. Uh, if you, if it sounds interesting, please check it out. Um, and sir, thank you for coming on and talking to us and thank you for visiting the great place. Finally. That's right. Finally, this has been wonderful. (laughs) Thanks for your time, gentlemen. Absolutely. sir. and get special military discounted tickets to your favorite attractions like Six Flags, Schlitterbahn, SeaWorld, Disney World, and more. Stop by our Leisure Travel Services office located right here on Post to get those tickets. For more information, go to our website at hood.armymwr.com. Have fun! What is life? What should be honorable discharge? Where'd my fire? Which end of the horse do I stick the carrot in? Sporky asks a question. I don't know. Hey, everybody. Sporky here, and I've got a big question. What is OPSEC? Fork utensil. How is it that you don't know about operational security? Annie Pumpkin. No need to be so formal. You can call me Sporky. All my friends do. And I know all about Opera Poo Papa Poo Poo. But what is OPSEC? 
Operational security's OPSEC, Fork Utensil. Ooh, maybe it's OPSEX. That's spicy. Where do babies come from? Fork Utensil. It must have something to do with the military and things. I know. I'll take pictures of stuff all over post and put them on the internet and ask, is this OPSEC? Is this OPSEC? Fork Utensil, Ooh, you better not. like OPSEC. Look. There are five steps to OPSEC. Oh. Identifying critical information, mm. identifying the threat, yeah. assessing vulnerabilities, oh, yeah. analyzing the risk, Hooky. and developing and applying countermeasures. No. The OPSEC is pretty common sense, like not talking about troop movements or other sensitive things. <gasps> you mean it's a process by which organizations assess and protect information about things that could, if properly analyzed and grouped with other data by a clever adversary, reveal a bigger picture than ought to stay hidden. That's exactly right, fork thingy. Forky. And like they used to say, loose lips sink ships. Ooh, I love a good submarine joke, but seriously, where do babies come from? Oh my goodness gracious. Practicing good OPSEC is everybody's job. Protect your fellow service members. Don't be a sporky. If you've got problems and feel like you just can't get answers, there's a place for you to turn. The Inspector General's Hotline. They take your issues seriously. If you're at the end of your rope and need someone to reach out to, grab a pen and take down this number. 254-287-7209. That's 254-287-7209. The Fort Hood Office of the Inspector General. They inspect generals so you don't have to. All right. So this time I do have it right. I am sitting next to Samantha. <laughs> I was confused at first. Yes. I was sitting next to someone without hair, I and I expected hair. <laughs> Very different. Threw me off for a yeah. second. I was like, "Hang on." I could see how that would happen, right? Yeah, it's just uh, a little, you know, a little, little different. different. A little yeah. flash a little. from the past. Yes, yes. the OG podcast That's crew. Right. <laughs> yes. So it was. It was a an amazing podcast. I wish y'all could have been there. I know. Me too. But yeah. how was the dentist? It was great. Um, <laughs> shout out to my dentist. She said I have beautiful teeth. <laughs> I just have to come back in six months again. So very exciting for me. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> can't beat that, honestly. <laughs> you can't. You can't. And you got to have those pearly whites. That's right. Yes. I know none of you guys can see them, but they're here. <laughs> they are. They are. We can attest. They're, they're here. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so, um, like I said earlier, if there are any young NCOs or young officers that are interested in that, in, you know, visiting Fort Polk or going, you know, PCSing to Fort Polk, please go ahead and check out, um, that page. Um, and if you're like me and you don't like mosquitoes, they promise <laughs> the mosquitoes aren't that bad. I don't know <laughs> if I trust them, but you know, you can go find out for yourselves. That's right. Oh, so I, I was... When I was a child, my dad was stationed at Fort Polk. So as a kid, I never noticed mosquitoes did that being that bad. So, you okay. know, we'll so like as a kid, I yeah. never <laughs> noticed I mosquitoes so much though. I don't know right? what that offers to anybody, but there's that. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> but it, yes, great opportunities. Go check it out. Yeah, absolutely. And also, oh. I've heard... We are going to be continuing the cold weather yes. streak here Oof. in Texas. Checking things out. Check out uh, the temperature. <laughs> Oof. 
Yeah, we're coming up on, what, almost a year from last year's freeze here in Texas. That was a whirlwind. Yes, yes. And they're saying that it's going to happen again. Oh, no. Got to be prepared, safely prepared. Yes. Don't go crazy. Don't no. start stockpiling. I mean, if you're going to start stockpiling, I would suggest maybe slowly doing it now. Yes. yes. So you're prepared, but you're not running to the store. Right. Uh, when the freeze happens, that's not a good idea. And, you know. Oh, dangerous yeah. especially with <laughs> the roads here cars are not built for no, snow they are not nope yeah nope yikes i was not here for last year's freeze oh so you're oh, so wow. retreat. <laughs> okay then. i am in for my first freeze oh boy hopefully it's not too bad um but i will be stockpiling uh some canned foods and some yeah. water over the next few weeks that's a good idea yeah so i already started i already got my my two gallons of water. Ooh, yeah, just look to, at you. Oh, just to prepared. warn you, Texas is just not built for the cold. No. I will not be leaving my room. <laughs> okay, that works. <laughs> Good idea. Unless I absolutely have to. Yeah. I, I love the cold. I do not like freezing cold. Yeah. A, I'm not a fan a of the cold at all, so I'll be inside too. <laughs> <laughs> Cranking up that heater. Yes. Sitting next yeah. to an open fire. Yes, sir. I got this. Drinking, <laughs> drinking some, uh, some coffee. Yes, yes, go. yes. Surprised nobody said that they're not going to leave their beds because that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just leaving the house. Well, I'm not leaving my bed. <laughs> well, I mean, I got to get out of bed to get my coffee. Oh, yeah. well, then immediately get then back immediately in. Immediately back yeah, under yeah, the yeah, covers yeah. and drinking my coffee. Yeah. Yes. It's where yes. you stay warm, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking of not leaving your bed, uh, yeah. we have a Martin Luther King Day coming we up. We do. Yes. So we a long a four, four day, day coming yes. up. Ooh. Yes. Speaking of safety, you know, that applies to this weekend. Always, always listen to your uh, commanders, yes. your first sergeants. Absolutely. The safety briefs are for a reason. I know I sound like a broken record. Just bear with me. <laughs> but be safe, ultimately. Just be safe. Yeah. Make some good decisions out there, as my mom loves to tell me. Oh, always. Make good decisions. Yeah. yeah. Those moms looking out for us. I know. She used to <laughs> yell at me as I was, like, leaving the house. MGC, make good decisions. Make good choices. <laughs> I'm like, okay, thanks, Mom. <laughs> My mom still does that. I left I left home for the holidays, and as I was leaving, she's she did that. Yeah. She's in the driveway. Aww. Be safe. And I'm like, yeah, like, okay, Mom. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> yeah. That's cute, out. motherhood. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> That'll Loving be mothers. you one day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one day. <laughs> You got some years. Yeah, yeah I was say so, mine aren't yeah. that old. Yeah, no, not that's yet. not rushing. <laughs> no, you got Sorry, some time. slow it down over here. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to enjoy right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Not rush through it. <laughs> Frightening her. Over He's here. only one, I promise. <laughs> 17 more years to go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Even then, it never ends. Oh, no. <laughs> I still go. I still ask <laughs> my <laughs> mom for stuff. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Speaking of mom, if you're listening, I need, uh, can you call me? I need some stuff. <laughs> Shout out to our mothers. Shout out to the mothers. <laughs> they would also be telling us to uh, be taking our allergy medicine. As you can probably tell, my nose <laughs> is very stuffed. I'm very nasally this week and last week from uh, cedar fever. Ooh, Ooh, good old cedar trees. Yes. How fun. Uh, not so much fun. No, it's nope. been pretty but painful, actually. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, doesn't sound fun. So we have uh, allergies combined with a possible freeze coming yes, up. That's, uh, with a long weekend. A bit. At least we have a long weekend <laughs> to prepare least, for. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking forward to not getting out of bed. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh, That'll man. be nice. Yes. Yeah. Well, if you're staying in bed, uh, make sure to stay warm. Yeah. Grab, grab your favorite uh, warm drink and... Watch some movies, watch your favorite TV show, and Absolutely. enjoy the long weekend. Yeah. Because there's nothing better to do. Yeah. Than 
sit in bed, drink coffee, and watch movies. Sounds like a great weekend. Right? <laughs> Putting that in my calendar. Uh, it's already on mine. <laughs> I'm not, oh, I'm not okay. leaving bed. Catching up on that. some sleep. Yes. Great idea. Yeah, so it'll great be a plan. nice restful weekend. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, to it. I think that's all we got. Wow. Yeah. I know. All right. <laughs> Crazy. Insane. All right. Well, uh, thank you everybody for listening to this week's episode and we will catch you next week. podcast is a U.S. Army Garrison Fort Hood and Fort Hood Public Affairs production. The show's theme music is written and produced by Delicious All-Stars. All our music is obtained through Filter by Song Trader. Have a question or want to share some insights with us? Email us at forthoodpao at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at USAG Fort Hood. And as always, Be sure to leave a review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.